Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer-slash-wife, Lisa Steinberg. I wanted to thank all of you for your continuous support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, John and I self-support the logistics and research that go into the show. The number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this, and it has helped immensely. I also invite you to check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We are currently working with companies we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the show in the process. These companies include Every Table, Just CBD Store, Gold Belly, Cats Botanicals, and so much more. By using the links on our website, you are letting them know we sent you and in turn supporting the show. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado, your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, and I am joined by my infinitely talented producer slash wife. Her name is Lisa Lowe. We are the team here at Sprawl Enterprises, ready to bring you yet another foray into the wide, expansive, sometimes intimidating world that exists between Paso Robles to the north and the United States border with Mexico to the south, the area which we lovingly refer to as the Sprawl. On today's program, an episode we've had in our back pocket for quite some time, being able to laugh in public is a special experience. Forgetting all of the nonsense, which has a tendency to bog you down during weekly life, tossing all of that to the side, and simply being able to laugh. It's incredible, and it's something that we, more or less, specialize in around these parts. Los Angeles has a unique and singular relationship to the world of comedy. Other places within the Southern California sprawl contribute to the region's reputation as a global hub for all things comedy. So today, we are going to be examining the 10 spots where you can laugh in public in Southern California. Mostly comedy clubs, but with a few sketch troupe-related entries, the sprawl has proven to be fertile ground for those wishing to embark upon careers in the comedic arts. Before the modern-day comedy club came into vogue, men and women looking to laugh in public would get their jollies out in the company of vaudevillian acts, elaborate shows that inspired subsequent generations to try their hand out at comedy in places like the Catskills and many a bar slash nightclub on the Isle of Manhattan. But with changing tastes, altered societal norms, and a cumulative assault on stuff like the Hayes Code, 
which is what made all movies that you'll ever see that were filmed pre-1950 feel like family-friendly endeavors. In short, after World War II, people wanted to laugh in public. It was with the aid of figures like Lenny Bruce and the Marx Brothers that the art of comedy was propelled forward. Forward toward a future lined with comedy clubs, advertising, open mic nights, so that aspiring joke tellers could be able to trot out their talents in front of live audiences. And you can make a credible argument that Southern California has the best comedy scene anywhere in the world. So let's rejoice. Let's celebrate that. Let's all make a resolution that we're going to laugh in public a little more often. These places represent an awesome place to start all of that. Let's begin. Here now we bring to you our list of the 10 best places to laugh in public in Southern California. At number 10, the Brea Improv. This, surprisingly, happens to be located in the Orange County city of Brea. While the Improv has over 20 outlets sparsed out in different corners of the country, the Brea Improv has made tremendous strides in recent years in its quest to get lumped in with some of the more famous entries that we'll talk about later. This is a spot to check out national headlining acts with Netflix specials you may have seen, a spot with reputable names in a comfortable setting, in a part of the Southern California sprawl that doesn't traditionally get a lot of run on this podcast. But the Brea Improv is located in a fairly thriving downtown part of the city. It kind of reminded us of a college town. You've basically got a handful of streets with entertainment options, places to dine, and all the action is essentially centered in one particular region. The Brea Improv really capitalized, if you can look at it that way, or perhaps it's better to say turned a bad situation into something workable. During the pandemic, they began hosting kind of drive-in events. And this was at a time when the more marketable comedy venues throughout the greater Los Angeles area were closed. So you would see bold-faced names like Joel McHale, Christina P., a lot of folks that have Netflix specials, they would all appear at the Brea Improv. And in doing so, the venue was able to garner far more favor with locals than it had in the past. The Brea Improv is a great place to start any comedic journey in Southern California. A very easy entrance point, get things going by checking out a show in that formerly anonymous Orange County City, that being Brea. At number nine, Madhouse Comedy Club. This is in San Diego. San Diego, a city not traditionally associated with comedic enterprises, but that doesn't mean they can't boast one of the coolest places to see a show on the West Coast. Madhouse has one of those independent spirits 
which is palpable and which can transform a mundane evening into a spectacular night to remember. The people running Madhouse know this isn't Caroline's in New York, Comedy Works in Denver, Catch a Rising Star, and that's okay. They embrace the underdog status and host a virtual who's who of alternative comics, names that you will recognize, and local talent trying out their best material. It's a communal experience, something that everyone in the house shares together. You aren't going to find Lorne Michaels sitting quietly in a corner or representatives from Mad TV there to scout a promising impressionist, you're gonna get people that really care about the craft, about the comedy, most importantly, about the laughs. It's Madhouse, Gaslamp, San Diego. At number eight, Largo at the Coronet. This is in Los Angeles, on the border of West Hollywood. Formerly known as simply Largo, the business opened its doors in the year of our Lord, 1989, in the Fairfax District. Largo quickly became renowned for hosting big, bold-faced names in the world of alternative comedy. It's important to distinguish Largo from nearby neighbors some of which we'll talk about later, so I won't spoil what they are, in that they made a name for themselves hosting people like John Bryan, who for many, many years has had a Friday residency at the club. In 2008, the business was forced to move from Fairfax over a few blocks to La Cienega, setting up shop inside the Coronet Theater. I've seen Eddie Izzard at Largo, Ed Helms playing the banjo with his Whiskey Sour Band, and a live taping of the How Did This Get Made podcast. And Largo is also known for its surprise guests. If you go to the annual Ed Helms Whiskey Sour Band Christmas event, you'll never know who might appear on stage. Maybe it'll be Lena Dunham. Tina Fey might pop her head out and say what's up. It's always exciting, surprising, forever entertaining. If you don't believe me, check it out for yourselves. Largo at the Coronet also kind of famously was the venue where Larry David did his Curb Your Enthusiasm stand-up special, which of course then led into his over 20-year and running strong HBO comedy. Sarah Silverman taped a special here. This is where the cool kids hang out, if you will. The people who really know comedy, who are not into CBS programming. Any way you slice it, there's great stuff going on at Largo at the Cornet. Number seven, UCB Theater, Upright Citizens Brigade. We've got our first entry on the list, which specializes in sketches. The Los Angeles outpost of the UCB Theater was not the first, but at this point, it's easily the most important. UCB is a comedy troupe formed in Chicago in the 90s. It's Matt Besser, Matt Walsh, Ian Roberts, and most notably, Amy Poehler. And while the business may not have come into existence within the bounds of Southern California, every week... 
UCB Los Angeles offers the kind of bold-faced comedy you'd only get in a place such as Los Angeles. On my first visit, I got to see a show with Horatio Sands and Lauren Lapkus, and essentially they would solicit ideas from the audience and incorporate those ideas into an improvisational sketch. It's a great time at a stupendous venue with generational talents doing their very best to make you laugh in public. UCB Theater is number seven on our list. And number six, the other major sketch comedy outfit in the greater Los Angeles area, that being, of course, the Groundlings. The Groundlings has a long, illustrious history and is known throughout the entertainment industry as something of a feeder system for places like Saturday Night Live and Mad TV. This is the place where the Pee Wee Herman character was created, Phil Hartman got his break into the business, Adam Carolla was a member, so was Kristen Wiig, Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan, honestly, I could go on and on with the Groundlings' vaunted list of alumni. Like UCB, you're here for the ingenuity, the innovation. Sketch comedy, obviously, is a decidedly different proposition from stand-up. Here, ideas are allowed to breathe, develop, and while the results are not always sublimely hilarious, most oftentimes they are. This is a spot where you might see Lauren Michaels chopping it up in the back or representatives from Mad TV sipping down Singapore slings off to the side. The Groundlings is a special location in the annals of comedic history. The troupe boasts roughly 30 senior members at a time, but a whole system exists, which sort of reminded me of minor league baseball. You start with a large number of people, and then, as different members see their positions elevated, you continuously get closer and closer to the cream of the crop. And that's what you're going to see at the Groundlings, no matter the occasion. It's the Groundlings at number six on our list of the best places where you can laugh in public in Southern California. And number five, the Irvine Improv. Remember when I told you that there were over 20 different outposts of the improv? Well, this is another one of them. This one, which is located at the Irvine Spectrum, routinely brings in noteworthy headliners that could more than capably sell out the likes of Madison Square Garden. On a Wednesday, it might be Amy Schumer, a Friday might see a performance from Jeff Garland or Jeff Ross. Almost every night of the week sees a different comedic titan taking the stage in Irvine. It's something of a little brother to maybe the more seasoned, older siblings that reside in the Los Angeles area. I know it's technically at a mall, although I have a pretty soft spot for the Irvine Spectrum, and it is a little bit of a chain, but cast those reservations to the side. You're going to have a great time at the Irvine Improv. Holding it down for the Orange County portion of the sprawl, it's the Irvine Improv. 
And number four, the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. This iconic seaside venue has played host to thousands of landmark comedic performances. Jay Leno has had a Sunday evening residency here for as long as I can remember. And even though the club specializes in stellar comedians, as the name would suggest, you can see some fairly nifty magic on premises as well. This is a great spot to maybe pop in, and who knows, perhaps Chris Rock will be there working through some material that he plans to unveil at the Staples Center in the coming months. Big brand name comedians often try out new material at Comedy and Magic in anticipation of forthcoming nationwide tours. There is a saying, and I don't know how many people actually say it, but I have heard it, that if you haven't seen Jay Leno at Comedy and Magic, well, you don't really reside in greater Los Angeles. So, don't be the person on the opposite end of that adage. Get yourself over to Hermosa Beach after you've swam in the Pacific for a bit and check out a top-line show at the Comedy and Magic Club. Number three, the Hollywood Improv. I've been counting, and my total uh, is three. Three different branches of the improv on one Living in the Sprawl list. Uh, we don't like chains on this podcast, but we make an exception when an occasion calls for it. And that's exactly what's going on here. The improv wasn't even started in California. Actually, the business began on the East Coast in 1963, but the Hollywood Improv opened its doors in 1974 and has sort of taken the mantle of most important branch of the improv away from its predecessors back East. I got to see Kevin Smith record a podcast here on my first visit. And this was a spot where many of the names at the top of the comedic pyramid gained their reputations. Carlin, Pryor, Leno, Letterman, all the comedic heavyweights, they've all performed at the Hollywood Improv. For out-of-towners, this is a great night out in the city. Don't think of it as a tourist trap. There are other comedy clubs that will go unmentioned in this episode, which are very much examples of that. But the Hollywood Improv is a genuine, bona fide place where friends can gather and laugh uproariously in public. The Hollywood Improv, the best of all the improvs at number three. At number two, The Laugh Factory. Now this one takes us to the Sunset Strip, to West Hollywood, and it pits one comedic heavyweight against another. Listeners should know that the Sunset Strip is a little bit like a West Hollywood equivalent of what they've got going on in Philadelphia with respect to the cheese steak wars. We don't have Geno's and Pat's out here, but we do have the Laugh Factory and an unnamed other comedy club. Now, the Laugh Factory, in addition to being world famous for hosting the finest in the world of stand-up comedy, has also been the site of some truly memorable moments in the annals of stand-up history. For example, this was where Kramer from Seinfeld 
Michael Richards, absolutely lost his mind for an evening and went on a horrifying racist tirade. I won't belabor the point. Magic happens at the Laugh Factory. John Lovitz is a regular. Paul Rodriguez, Dane Cook. Of the two genre-defining comedy clubs on the Sunset Strip, this is the more broad of the two. So in that vein, you might call it the more inclusive of the spots. The Laugh Factory has been and will continue to be the site of incomparable comedic moments for generations to come. At least that's what we think. And we believe that you'll agree. So check out a show at the Laugh Factory and let us know what you think. And that means we've arrived at the top, at the number one spot on our list of the best places to laugh in public while in the great old Southern California sprawl. The Comedy Store. The other major outpost for comedy on the Sunset Strip. The Comedy Store began its life in the early 1970s. The building had once been home to Ciro's, an upscale Italian eatery popular with entertainment industry types and members of organized crime factions alike. Mickey Cohen used to be a regular here. Bugsy Siegel enjoyed Ciro's. If you've ever heard it said that the comedy store is haunted, that kind of goes back to its former life as Ciro's. It's been said that down in the depths of the club, bullets or bullet holes existed where I suppose hits were once committed. This is the place that basically all comedians in the United States aspire to get in with. This was where Sam Kinison made his name, Richard Pryor cemented a legacy, Eddie Murphy threw in his hat, vying for a title as the greatest stand-up comedian of all time. If you can think of a comedian from the last 60 years of American history, then chances are, no, not chances are, just they've been at the comedy store, I assure you. Owned by the Shore family up until matriarch Mitzi's passing recently, there's no place like the Comedy Store in all of the sprawl, and it's not even particularly close. An innocuous Monday night, which in every other comedy club across the country would mean an open mic night, or we get an appearance from someone hoping to get a Netflix special in the next five years, well, a Monday night at the Comedy Store means Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, Whitney Cummings, Nikki Glaser, most of the folks whose names you'll see as podcast hosts if you look in the top 50 of the comedy section of the Apple iTunes charts. There's a great Showtime docuseries that came out a couple years ago chronicling the Comedy Store's incredibly layered history. And this is a place where you aren't you know, paying $25 to see, I don't know, Tim Allen for 45 minutes. You're getting 15 minutes a piece from five to 10 different comedians. And they're pretty much all big names, folks you've heard of. And this is home. This is their home base. If you find yourself in Southern California for any reason, and you're remotely interested in live comedy, this is a pilgrimage site. 
If you can only visit one place to be able to laugh in public, it must, absolutely must, be the world-famous comedy store on the Sunset Strip. And that's going to do it for another episode of the podcast. I'd like to thank everyone for their continued support. It means the world to us. A couple of easy ways that you can demonstrate such support. Hop on Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review, five-star rating, a kind review. That helps us out tremendously on the business end. Our Instagram handle is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. Feel free to write us a thoughtfully composed email. Where did we get it right? Where did we go astray? Suggestions for topics you would like to hear covered on future episodes of Living in the Sprawl. Direct all of that in an email addressed to us at livinginthesprawlpodcast at gmail.com. I'd like to direct you to our tremendous website. And it's on that spectacular website that you can get your hands on a copy of our special Living in the Sprawl guide. This exists so you don't have to go combing through old episodes of the show in search of that one specific spot that you vaguely remember from an episode you listened to like a year ago. Don't do all of that. Just snap up one of our Living in the Sprawl guides, our cheat sheet to everything that you've heard detailed on the podcast. We've also got merchandise on the site. If you can think of it and it's Living in the Sprawl related, our website is the place to get it. Our concierge service is still available. You give us 20 minutes of your time and an idea of what you're looking for, and we will supply you with an incredible Sprawl-related itinerary. We want to also remind you about our Patreon page, where you can get exclusive bonus content. For example, the best burgers, ice cream, pizza, fish markets, all of those wonderful episodes are available to Patreon subscription listeners. So sign up and get your access to that content today. On behalf of uh, myself, I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg, joined at Sprawl Enterprises by my lovely and talented producer slash my wife. Her name is Lisa Steinberg. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. Talk to you soon.